This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Creating incredible adventures through community. I'm Tanya Hall, and joining me is John O'Bacon, author, speaker, and community and collaboration strategy consultant. Welcome, John O. Thank you. It's great to be here. I appreciate having me on. Absolutely. For our audience, give a brief summary of your professional background. Yeah. So I, for, for the last 20, 21 years, I've been uh, really focused on building communities. And I think that when we get together in groups, um, we're better together. We can create incredible results. And we've seen this across technology, uh, entertainment, gaming, and beyond. Um, I first originally got into this uh, when I discovered open source. Um, and then I, I ended up building a community in the UK wrapped around Linux and then uh, I went to work for an organization called Open Advantage, which was a government-funded organization that basically provided free consulting to people in central England where a lot of the jobs were going overseas and people were out of work. So we essentially retrained them in technology, especially in open source. And then I went on to, uh, to work at Canonical, and then I went to XPRIZE, went to GitHub, um, and about three or four years ago, I started consulting full-time basically working with a pretty broad variety of, of companies around how do they build a community strategy around their, their organization, around a mission, around a product. Um, I actually started consulting about 10 years ago, but I, I started doing it full-time about four years ago. Wow, you're very busy. Um, your newest <laughs> book, which also kept you busy, People yes. Powered, How Communities Can Supercharge Your Business, Brand, and Teams. What motivated you to write this? So the, the, the motivation was a, a lot of, um, well, dialing it back about 10 years ago, maybe 12 years ago, um, when I was working at Canonical, working on Ubuntu, I started realizing that, that what we were seeing in open source in, uh, with communities had so much potential outside of open source and more broadly. And I, I eff effectively came to the conclusion that what I want to do is I want to move the needle in helping the world to understand the value of how you build a really productive, effective community. I think it's good for companies. I think it's good for human beings. I think it, it accentuates the, the human social condition that we've got. So I basically set out to write a book, which was The Art of Community, start consulting, and then organize a conference, which is Community Leadership Summit. The Art of Community, when I wrote that, was very much designed as a very technical practitioner's guide for active community managers. But when I started consulting more and more, and I had founders and executives um, from you know, small startups right up to large organizations like Deutsche Bank and Santander, um, I realized that that book is just too heavyweight. It's too technical. It's 600 pages because it's two editions and it gets into way too much detail. And a lot of people, what they wanted was a really kind of core overview of the value of a community, how you build out a community strategy, and then how you integrate it into a business. So that was the goal of People Powered. And it was interesting because, you know, it's a business book, right? So it's designed for more, more of a general purpose audience. So where you really kind of needed to know about technology and open source to get into the art of community, you know, you could work for pretty much any organization from any walk of life. And I think People Powered will be much more broadly applicable. So, um, you know, and that was, that was the, the goal of it. And um, in itself, it created a bit of a challenge because I wanted the, 
honestly, there's a lot of pretty bad business books out there where they teach you, you know, three things and then they just drown you in examples. And I didn't want to make, I wanted to make something that really was packed with a lot of value and a lot of practical content. And I think, I think reasonably I've accomplished that, but you know, it's up to the readers to ultimately decide. You're talking about 10 years ago, 10 years in the time of social media community is a long time. And, <laughs> and, you know, you, you wrote that book, which you, you're absolutely right. It was an incredibly in-depth book, the art of community, but a lot has happened. So what yep. have you learned besides the higher overview and, and the, you know, more or less how to, but what have you learned about community in general since then? What's, and what's changed? How has community changed? What's, what's interesting to me is that communities have, have, have really kind of um, skyrocketed in the last 10 years or so. So I think, first of all, we've seen a really much more diverse range of examples of great communities in action. So, you know, for example, Salesforce, Oracle, um, you know, SAP, they've built communities of over a million members. We've seen examples like Star Citizen, where they've democratized funding with, with crowdfunding. They raised $250 million dollars. Um, one of the examples that's actually in the book is is hit record um, Joseph Gordon Levitt, the Emmy Award winning actor. I met him at a conference and and he told me about this community that he'd built where musicians, artists, creative people can get together to work on shared productions, many of which have been at Sundance. So I think one thing was we've we've seen people poking the edges of the universe around what communities can look like and how they can operate and that, and that's helped us to learn a lot. But I think the other thing as well is, the relationship that people have with brands is changing. Like back in the earlier days, you know, you'd, you'd buy something from a company and you'd get it and you'd engage with the company through uh, through their customer support line or something like that. And I think the advent of, of, of everybody walking around with a, a phone in their pocket, like 85% of millennials are carrying a smartphone. Um, younger generations are growing up in, a, in, a, in an environment where social technology is a normal thing, is people want more from the companies who they work with. So, you know, a good example is Fitbit, like Fitbit don't just make exercise watches. They've got a whole community of people who are interested in swimming or running or Pilates, whatever the heck that is. I have no idea what Pilates is. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so I think we're seeing, we're seeing the, the role of communities play a much more fervent role in our lives. But the other thing that for me was a real insight is, is, is the role of psychology in communities, because fundamentally, you know, uh, we all human beings tend to operate with a, with relatively consistent sets of psychological patterns and behavioral economics, which is a, an area of study here, which determines that, you know, people make irrational decisions in very consistent ways. When I first discovered the behavioral economics, which for me was about five years ago, it created a real framework in which I could think about the psychology that, 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 that communities uh, kind of depend on. Because if you're going to build a great operating system, you need to know the hardware that you're going to, it's going to run on. And in a similar way, if you're going to build a great community, you need to understand how people's brains work so you can optimize the environment for it. So to me, what's been fascinating, and part of the reason why I'm as passionate, if not more passionate about this than I was when I started out in 1998, is because it's this magical cocktail infusion of psychology and workflow and you know, connectivity and all of those things are being better understood over the course of the last 10 years. So the tricky thing is it's massive amounts of, of information. And my goal is to really formulate it together into a predictable manner so people can actually say, okay, that's what I should do so I can actually use it. And, you know, I would I completely agree that there, it does stimulate a lot of creativity. I mean, look at gifts, right? Like everybody just looks oh, like, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. 
But you mentioned the enterprise level businesses. You mentioned Salesforce and how mm. they've been able to uh, hone in on community. But you, but you know, it, and you also mentioned the creative artists uh, and and how that's a benefit. I mean, I think the Grammys, the Recording Academy, um, really early on uh, learned to utilize a community uh, mm. and and build it to re, to re, re, rebrand uh, uh, what was a dying thing, which was at that time. Uh, music awards so that, that wasn't yeah. really appealing to younger people yeah but that said are there some industries that are better suited for community than others are there some that just maybe that's not the right fit and there's some that that maybe really should be considering doing more uh, building community around their brand or their business it's it's a fabulous question Tony I mean it's um I think there are communities industries where there is where your target audience has a greater level of familiarity with technology it's a lot easier right so for example building communities around developers or gamers has historically been much easier for example than building communities around uh, people who are less connected so for example one of the organizations that i used to work with i've actually worked with a couple here was around um contracting unions like people who are building buildings um, and a lot of these folks are first of all older generation they primarily communicate via email and fax so you know they're not going to log into a forum they're not going to they're not going to um, engage in the same way that a developer would engage so to me the way in which you tune the community is really heavily dependent on the the, the persona and the norms of, of your target audience in a similar way that the way in which I would go about building a community designed for executives would be very different to the way I design it for developers as well, because you know, no executive is going to go and hang out in a forum either, for example. So I think what we're seeing is um, the, the implementation of communities has generally been anchored around, around technology um, and or at least people who are familiar with technology. But what's interesting to me is, is it's about the collaborative workflow that you put in there. So for example, you know, I mentioned hit record earlier on Joseph Gordon Levitt's site. What to me is really fascinating about that story is first of all, artists are inherently collaborative people, but secondly, they've designed a workflow where they can take this group of people together and they can have them, um, they can have them collaborate in a way that generates predictive and, and, and predictable results. So to me, what, what we're doing is with the, the core, tenet of what makes a community interesting to people. Um, I think that's a human thing. I don't think it's particularly unique to any particular industry. I think what we're doing is we're just, people are getting more and more experimental in how they're doing this. Um, and what I think has been particularly interesting in recent years also is the fusion of the in-person and the online environment. Um, you know, the uh, uh, historically you'd either have people showing up at events or you'd have people engaging online. And I think we're starting to blend these together in more interesting ways as well. How, how do communities create incredible adventures? So it's funny you answer, ask, ask that because to me, a community is a journey, you know, and I'll always remember when I worked at XPRIZE, I, I worked with this, this, um, this woman who ran our events department and, and they delivered some phenomenal um, events and her view was the minute you land in the city we run an event you're mine and everything you do from arriving to leaving is going to be a predictable obvious structured adventure for you right and I take the same approach to communities which is the minute you identify the mission that you want to build out this is what I kind of walk through in people powered is there's a mission that we want to 
wrap people around in a community. You've got to get people excited. People want mean, want to do meaningful work. And when they have the sense that they can, they can collaborate together around a common mission. Now that could be uh, an activism or it could be building an awesome service or a fantastic product. You could be building a video game, but when you unite people around that, you define those personas, you get them started in terms of generating some value. And then you take them through this journey of, they start out as casual members, then they become regulars, then they become core members. What it does is it produces an adventure where people can kind of map out their own future, but it's got a set of guardrails that allows it to be accessible and somewhat you know, manageable and predictable because human beings, again, psychologically, we don't particularly like uncertainty. So you know, go, wading into a new world and you don't really know whether it's gonna be worth your time, you don't know if it's, you're gonna make an idiot of yourself. People are pretty suspicious and, and nervous about that. So. That's why I like to break it down into that journey and you can, you can apply the right levels of support to different parts of that journey. So for example, when people are brand new in a community or in a company or in a restaurant, they don't really know what to expect. You know, they're a little nervous. They may have some imposter syndrome, some mentoring and support and validation and, 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 and validating someone's contribution is really important. So to me, that what's exciting here is when, I, when you look at the success stories, there are people who have done phenomenal things with communities. I mean, I'll give you one example that's actually right at the beginning of People Powered. Um, when I worked uh, for Ubuntu, um, I, I got an email from this kid in Africa who basically said that he'd spend all week earning money around his village. Uh, he lived in a very rural part of Africa. Um, and then he'd walk two hours to his local uh, town where he'd take that money and he'd spend that money to buy an hour's worth of internet access. He'd use that to contribute to Ubuntu and then walk two hours back. And what I loved about that story was, even though he's just a kid in rural Africa, he felt like a part of a much bigger machine. He felt like he was part of a meaningful mission. And I think that's intrinsic to the human condition. So that is the world's greatest adventure in my mind. When you can wake up in the morning and you, knew, you know you're playing a role in something so much bigger than you, who doesn't want to do that? <laughs> so. I don't know. And that's a, that's a great point and why community is so important. John O'Bacon, community and collaboration strategy consultant and author of People Powered, How Communities Can Supercharge Your Business, Brand, and Teams. It's, an, it's a great enlightening idea about building community, and you've certainly given a lot of advice here. John, if somebody wants to connect with you, maybe they want to get a copy of this book, how can they do that? Yeah, probably the best place to go is my website, which is johnobacon.com, so J-O-N-O-B-A-C-O-N.com. Uh, the book is uh, is going to be released on the 12th of November, so next week as we record this, but I'm sure this is coming out later than today. Um, and uh, and it's published by HarperCollins Leadership, and it's basically available in pretty much any bookstore. So you can get it on Amazon, Target, Barnes & Noble, wherever. It's available for, for in hardback. It's available for Audible. Uh, I, I read it myself, which was a lot of fun, um, and uh, and also Kindle as well, so. Well, I'll just have to be getting it on Audible as well then. Thank you so much. And uh, thanks, <laughs> Thank thanks, for, thanks for joining us. And if Thank you guys you. want to find more of my interviews, you can do that right here or go to tanyahall.net. Thanks for watching.